Welcome to NZGG, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, games, and anything else that tickles our nerdy parts. My name is Regan, and with me as always is Tom. Hello. What's been happening, man? Not much. Been in the States. How Just was, got back today. How was the US of A? It was good. It was uh, it was tiring, but, mm-hmm. but fun. Did you do anything? I went to Universal Harry Potter World. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. Went to Disney World, mm-hmm. Disneyland, and something else. Las Vegas. And you did Cirque du Soleil? Yes. Yes. Did O. And oh my god. It was good. <laughs> now that's a good review. Yeah. Cool. Um, what was Harry Potter World like? Uh, it was good. Um, I did half the amount of stuff because it's split into the two worlds. Did half. I did one of the worlds. Two so, worlds? Yeah. They have like two parks, two universal worlds. And I did half of them. Wow. I only had half a day, so... One's better than the other, or... Uh, I think they're both equal. I'll go do the next one next time. And are they split by, like, different, like, Hogwarts and then, like, Muggle World stuff, or is it just... I don't know. The one I had had um, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. Yeah. The other one, I think, has Gringotts or something. Oh, yeah. Cool. That sounds awesome. It was fun. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. That was our podcast for this week. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter. Bye. No. But um, Tom and I have just literally left the movie theater and just seen the uh, Black Panther film, mm-hmm. the latest uh, Marvel installment. And my first impressions were I really enjoyed it. Me too. You did? Yep. That's Good. the first we said about it to each other. Yeah. Purposefully did not talk about it on the car ride home. No. Yeah. All right, so you liked it. I did like it. And just to preempt this, there, there will be spoilers in this because we were to- tossing out, do we do a non-spoiler, do we do a spoiler? But people don't want to, like, people want to agree with our fantastic opinions. <laughs> they know. want to agree with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People want to be like, you know what, I thought the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, You're no. not allowed to disagree and listen to this podcast. Yeah. If totally. you disagree with our opinions, turn it off. But don't, though. <laughs> Subscribe and rate us and continue to listen, but just disagree. <laughs> um, the director was Ryan Coogler. I don't know if you've watched Creed. No. So Creed was the They film- are my favorite band, though. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> arms wide open. <laughs> Under the sunlight. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, to- let's not do that. Um, so Ryan Coogler directed <laughs> Creed. Um, not the band, but the movie um, featuring Sylvester Stallone and Michael B. Jordan. And Michael B. Jordan is actually Eric Killmonger in in the Black Panther. Oh, and so and so basically, it, it's a part of the Rocky trilogy um, about um, Rocky Balboa, um, Balboa, actually, uh-huh. yeah, Balboa, um, coaching Adonis Johnson, who's actually the son of his um, former rival Apollo Creed. It's actually a really, really good film. It got Ryan Coogler like some much needed attention because he's such a good director, and obviously Michael B. Jordan was amazing in it, and so that got him attention as well. And they both feature in this film, director nice. and actor. So that was this kind of big thing before Black Panther. Yes, that's right. Yeah, um, both for the director and for Michael B. Jordan. And I mean, just to talk about Michael B. Jordan, who plays the protagonist, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he. Um, it's 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 one of these films where it's he's not a massive like evil 
sort of villain. You can almost side with him, really. And and oh, so you meant the antagonist? Yeah, you're talking about the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, I was thinking you, when you said protagonist, I was thinking the main guy who was also good. Yeah, but this one. But who was that? Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mister <Yeah>. Panther, <laughs> Mister Panther to you, Jim yeah. Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I thought he was um, really, really good. He kind of had these, um, you know. His father was killed by T'Challa's father, yep. who was the Black Panther at the time. And so he kind of sought vengeance and sought the um, the kingly crown of Wakanda. And, you know, he kind of had his reasons for it. And the way he went about doing it as well, you know, he did it like in the most legitimate way you can. He's He's, he's gone up to the top three compelling villains in the MCU yeah. for me, straight yeah. away. He mm. was actually, oh, he has a story that I understand. Mm. He didn't just come out of nowhere and is evil. Yeah. He actually, he had a reason for his hate yeah. for Wakanda yeah. and the, the current king and... It was like a legitimate claim to be evil, if yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And you can kind of like, I mean, there was one little issue that, that, that I did have with him that they kind of maybe didn't touch on so much was that he was, I can understand his um, motivations for wanting to do what he was doing. But then there was just some real kind of like silly little evil stuff that they kind of threw in there that I thought, you know, maybe wasn't necessary. And it kind of made him seem like he was the bad option as opposed to T'Challa. Um, yeah, the, the, those were kind of out-of-character things that were yeah. a little bit too much of the evilness. Yeah, like when he said, like, oh, burn down the garden, and, and he just grabbed the lady by the throat, I was like... It was like an instant evil step up. Yeah, and but, I mean, we didn't really need that because you saw from his body, his body's covered in scars, and all of those scars represent people that he's killed. That You already know he's a killer. Yeah, and he's got the name Killmonger. I mean, um, Everett, who's played by Martin Freeman in the film, um, talks about how, you know, they've been tracking him for a long time and he's operated in Afghanistan and and Iraq and he's shutting down a lot of um, countries and a lot of agendas, you know. And so you already get the sense he's a bad guy. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think we need the -the over-the-top, I am evil now. Yeah, and so I thought his character was really, really cool. It was Um, good. Good villain. Yeah, good villain. Yeah, and we know good villains make good Marvel movies. Yes, it was at least they take them a step above the others. Yeah, the memorable ones are the good villains. I think it gives it that person um, personable touch as well when you're able to sort of relate. Yeah. to you can to relate to the villain. You kind of see where they're coming from. It's not just black and white, good versus evil. It's just it's not like Red Skull. Yeah, Red Skull is just like I'm a Nazi dude. I'm a Nazi severely burnt person. Yeah. I'm a super strength Nazi. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing. It's kind of like all Nazis are evil. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, I can't help but be badass, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course, his somewhat sidekick towards the beginning of the film um, was Andy Serkis, um, who plays Julius um, Clay. Yep. Claw, sorry. Julius Claw. Claw. Yeah. And God, he's so good. He was awesome. I was gutted when he dies in the film. Yeah. So that was one thing that kind of confused me because I knew that Julius Claw, in terms of the comic book um, with Black Panther is, is, you know, quite prominent because, you know, he steals the vibranium, you know, we see him in Age of Ultron. Right. Um, so I kind of knew he was going to have a role in this film, but I didn't realize that his role was going to be so short-lived. And also, he gets killed, but I don't understand like why he like kill like i know why he kills him 
it makes sense that he shoots him because he needs to try and win over the people yeah, that, that he want. He brings his body back as a gift. Yeah, but but I can't understand how he possibly knows that. Uh, no, I assume he just knows from the previous king being killed by Ulysses. I assume that's how you say his name. Mm. Um, we don't know how to say any names in this movie, by the way, and mm. we apologize. <laughs> we apologize for any mispronunciations of the actual actors or yep. the people that we they played. We take zero responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I can see why he would know about the need to kill him, because mm. the Wakandans hate him. Yeah. So he's going to kill him, take the body back, and he's it's an instant in. He yeah. doesn't care about him. Yeah. Just kill him. And it's also, I mean, as we already touched on, you know, he's obviously quite an intelligent person, um, Killmonger, because, you know, he's done so much and killed so many people. You don't get that, you know, big hit list without actually, uh, oh, yeah. you know, racking up some knowledge. Um, so, yeah, as I say, Andy Serkis was great. I feel like he played the character really well, really funny, very, you know, normal Marvel humor, which is great. I love the fact that this film kind of, this film for me, like, which was one of the, like, really, like, one of the big things I really enjoyed with it was that it gave me a sort of, like, James Bond feel. Yeah, it was cool. It was just a really cool movie. You've got yeah. the the humorous over-the-top Thor Ragnaroks. You've got the dark ones of, like, yeah. maybe, you know, the other Thors or some of the Captain America ones. And this one was kind of just cool like it was just a cool movie there were so many scenes in it and so much um you know cool technology that was showcased that you were just like wow yeah. you know this is so badass yeah the wakandan tech mm. the scenes that were that shine they were yeah. really cool yeah so speak- they use vibranium technology yeah so i mean um speaking of wakandan tech the um the individual that's in charge of the wakanda tech is called shuri and shuri is played by letitia wright Mm -hmm. and i thought she was so good i've personally i mean just looking at her imdb imdb profile before this she actually hasn't done anything major before this i mean i didn't recognize her so the only film that she's done before this that i know of is the commuter with um, okay yeah so i mean if you know about the commuter it's one of those terrible Liam Neeson films where he kind of plays an old man that looks like he can't do anything but he turns out to be a badass I haven't seen it surely not yeah I haven't seen it and I don't want to see it yep um Taken 4 Commuter um but she's in it um but I think she for me she was actually one of the standout cast she was Um, awesome she was the funny the funny parts without being really cheesy yeah which is so hard to do yeah and they they nailed it in this film there was just hilarious parts and not too many of them yeah that they humored done right and uh humor humor action superhero movie done well i think what's interesting about this film as well is that you know there's a lot of serious overtones to it you know and it touches on a lot of stuff within this film in terms of you know um you know racial segregation and you know like you know, so well, a lot kind of, of heavy thing. themes going a on. A lot of heavy themes, yeah. We won't go into it too much. But they can still in- include the humor in it. Yeah. And what Marvel do really well, and they did it in this film, is that they don't have that one person that is the comic relief. You know going into a film that that person's the comic relief. And I'm going to bring it up. But Justice League and The Flash. Yeah. You know, like... So you know, obvious. You know... I'm the Joker guy. Yeah, yeah. All I do is just, like, make jokes at inappropriate times and kind of, like, burst the serious bubble, you know? Yeah. There's, there's nothing really like that in this film no, at everyone all. had their own little joke 
at some point and mm. it was funny because it was well done for that character to make a joke yeah. at that point yeah and then the rest of the movie they're serious it's fine mm-hmm. everyone has a little bit of humor yeah uh, which a- i think marvel does better than anyone i think marvel uh you know like leaders in in, in that regard in terms of their writing and in terms of being able to take a lot of characters and be able to expand upon them in such a small amount of time and um you know you really still get a sense of who these characters are and you know and, and what they do you know um for instance they had um in here um Dinane Gurira who plays um Okiyi o- Okoyi Okoyi oh yeah um she's actually a Michonne in um The Walking Dead and she is actually um T'Challa's Michonne in the walking dead yeah yeah. Um, she's, yeah she's awesome yeah she's like t'challa's kind of like you know leader of like like um like the wakandan army basically yeah, yeah. and she's you know badass yeah she was awesome yeah really really good in terms of her her presence within the film but then she obviously had again that um comedic side to her but then some of the stunt work that they did in the film was amazing fight scenes were cool in this her fight scenes are really cool um and i mean for me one of the little things that i that were kind of like you know like annoying me the whole time was the amount of cg work within this there's a lot of cgi in black panther so too too much in my opinion that that was my big drawback for the film yeah those um rhinos yes not a fan not a fan of the rhinos cool concept you know you're in africa It'll be a shame not to have some kind of African animal be a part of Black Panther, but yeah. I don't know. The rhinos didn't do it for me. And I mean, with the rhinos as well, like I was like, you know, my instant thought was I thought of um, Spider-Man and that mechanical rhino that's in Spider-Man. And, and I was just like, oh my God, like imagine if they're like mechanical rhinos, Wakandan technology, that's totally legit, but they were actual what, rhinos. What Spider-Man had a rhino in it? <laughs> um, it was like a mechanic, like the rhino guy. And he was in is like this, this massive rhino suit. The homecoming Spider-Man? No, no, no. This is like one of the terrible ones. Oh. Uh. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. I think I've blocked Spider-Man Rhino out of my brain. <laughs> yeah, well, you're missing out, clearly. Um, yeah, and so I think, yeah, the CG was a little over the top for me. And the one thing that kind of disappointed me was the fact that when um, the individuals are actually in their Black Panther suits, as it were, so, you know, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa and then Michael B. Jordan as Kirk, um, Killmonger, when they're fighting... Um, it's really easy just to CG them because you don't see their faces, you don't see any other body parts. And so from a visual effects point of view, it makes it really easy just to animate like their fight scene. Yeah. Which sort of ruined it for me because then when, you know, we're actually talking about um, Okiyi actually having like these amazing fights and, you know, she's got the spear and she's badass with it and you can tell that they actually did all of the fights with her. Because you can see her face. Yeah, you can see her face, you can see all the movement and the movement is fluid, you know. Yeah. CG's come really far these days but you still can't beat actually doing the actual stunt work. Oh, of course. And her scenes, fighting scenes, are way more memorable. Yeah. Having just seen it, uh, you know, you think of the cool fight scenes. It was mm. it was those those girls with the spears were the coolest. Yeah, and I think one of the highlights of, um, I mean, probably my favorite part of the entire film was was when they were in um, South Korea. Oh, and, that was cool. And they were chasing um, Julius through the streets with the cars, and they had Black Panther on the top of one car, and then they had um, Okoye on the other car, yeah. and like 
she was like had like her red dress out the back and it was flailing around and stuff it was so good like yeah. that was that throwing was, the spear through the window yeah having it stop in front and then the car hits yeah. it yeah so cool yeah so i mean and also i'm i'm a massive fan of like actually showcasing a country and actually sh- like showcasing some locations and africa is a beautiful country and has some beautiful scenic it's locations definitely not a country huh? <laughs> it's a continent Con- well, yeah, the continent of Africa <laughs> and the... Wakanda is a country. No. It's a made-up country. Yes. <laughs> yes. God. Um, and <laughs> Get it right, man. Yeah. And um, and so I felt like they could have maybe done a bit more sort of scenic work. I remember there was one shot where they were actually... Um, I think it was T'Challa was up on this um, cliff with um, Nakia who was his love interest throughout the film. And, and, and it, it was just kind of like this helicopter shot that panned around this cliff of this um, like big African savannah behind it. And I was like, oh, wow, that looks so cool. And I think it was because it was one of the first real shots that I got to see of some actual landscape that wasn't CG. Yeah. And of course, Wakanda is, you know, the way it is described as having an impenetrable forest and, you know, the country itself is beautiful and, you know, mm. so... It's kind of hard to try and find a legit place for that, but I feel oh, like I, I don't have a problem with that that kind of CGI. It was just more the the rhinos and the when it's obviously a CGI human instead of a real person. That that's what I have a big problem with. Yeah. But everything else I thought was really cool. The city of Wakanda looked amazing, and that would have all been CGI. Yeah. It's not like they built a model. Yeah. Um. I'm kind of interested to see um how this goes forward in terms of wakanda and leading into infinity war um because mm. um one of the post-credit sequences is actually t'challa getting up in front of the un and saying about well, he doesn't flat out admit that they've got this amazing technology and that you know they've been hiding it for years and that they're finally but they're going to share it. it yeah but he's basically saying look we've got some stuff that you might be interested in and we're going to share it with you but, well, obviously, um, Infinity War is next, mm-hmm. so I assume that post-credit scene was kind of Wakanda is ready to join in Infinity War. Is basically what they're setting up with that. Yeah. So Earth has Wakanda technology, mm-hmm. as opposed to just one country in Africa having that amazing stuff. Because Earth is about to be invaded, and I guess they want to preempt the fact that we have some weapons against Thanos. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Wakanda's technology is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so it's so it's a big step in, you know, Earth's technological advancements. And so I'm wondering just how much time there's actually going to be between the end of Black Panther and the start of Infinity War. You know, mm. will we actually, you know, come, you know, within the first few scenes of Infinity War be able to see Wakanda's influence? Yeah, and Probably. In terms of the technology and, and, you know, as Ulysses actually says in the film, you know, Ulysses, Ulysses, um, they're basically like haven't even scraped the barrel in in, in terms of um, the vibranium that they've been mining for these, you know, hundreds of years. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be really cool to see. Um, Awesome. One thing I wanted to touch on was Everett Ross, Martin Freeman. I didn't know he was in the film um, at all. Oh, and he was in the trailer. I'm pretty sure. 
I don't even remember in the trailer. Huh. And I think it's worth mentioning that I, I watched the Black Panther trailer once. I wasn't that impressed. But then again, I'm normally not impressed by trailers these days. It's kind of hard to impress me mm. because trailers shouldn't really be trying to impress you. They're kind of just wanting to tease, you know, what the story is about and what you can expect. And so when I saw the Black Panther trailer, I was kind of like, meh, you know, it looks pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's enough. Black Panther. I really like the character. So when um, Everett Ross turned up, <clears throat> I thought, well, this would be cool cameo. No, this will probably last about five minutes. It yeah. didn't. You know, he's in the film for like, you know, half of the movie. How good was his American accent? Yeah. So this is... I forgot he was an English guy. Yeah. So the other day I was talking to a friend of mine about this. And when I watched Doctor Strange for the first time and Benedict Cumberbatch is, obviously plays Sherlock. And then you've got Martin Freeman who plays Dr. Watson. Yep. Such an iconic duo both british and i'm both used to them talking like that and then all of a sudden they're both in the mcu yeah. as americans yeah and it's it's just like the first time you hear them you're like oh wow this is this is really really freaky you're taking two iconic characters and you've made them american yep like this is like taking the america. office and making american again you know <laughs> and so for me i was kind of like Ugh. nah but, they did it well yeah it was good no but he's awesome and he plays his character really well and when I actually um, watched him in Civil War, I was kind of like, you know, this is a big actor. You know, Martin Freeman, like, Bill Baggins, Sherlock, obviously, you know, he plays a lot of major roles now. Yeah. And he was in Civil War for, what, like 15 minutes? Well, he would have signed on for this at the same time. Yeah. He would have known that he was going to be mainly in Black Panther, maybe in, maybe Infinity War. And they would have said, hey, you know, it's Marvel. We like to connect everything. Jump in Civil War for five minutes, and then it'll be cooler when you're in Black Panther. Yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah. So it's not, it wasn't surprising to me at all. Yeah. Um, I feel like Marvel still surprises me in that way, because Everett Ross in this movie, you know, he's actually quite a hero. You know, he kind of goes from being this, like, desk jockey pencil-pushing loser in Civil War who's just, you know, following orders for, yeah, yeah. for the American government. See, and to I, someone I, who still works for the American government in Black Panther, but he plays like a... like a He, he takes on a lot of responsibilities and helps Wakanda a lot. Well, um, he he takes a bullet for um, Okoye, I yeah. think it was. Yes, it was, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, it wasn't Okoye. Was it, it was Okoye? Uh, Nakia. Was Nakia. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, he takes a bullet for her. They take him back to Wakanda to be able to magically repair him with this amazing technology it's handy it's handy yeah. tech i was looking out for a lot of easter eggs i was like is there going to be a shield somewhere in here is mm. there going to be some tech that other people are going to be using within the avengers couldn't spot anything i did notice that um shuri actually uses these kind of like two hand cannons in, in one of the final battle scenes of the movie um to take down um killmonger but and I thought to myself, I saw them instantly, and I was like, "Ah, that's a Captain America shield! Surely, surely, there's going to oh, be like yeah. a new shield kind of thing." I was keeping an eye out for that stuff. But we're speaking of Captain America. Where's he supposed to be right now? I thought he was hiding out in Wakanda. So I don't have any idea. But I watched a um, video on YouTube, and um, it's Marvel released these prelude comics before each movie and right. um they've released one for the infinity war and basically what they do is they kind of update you about the situation of where certain avengers are and what they're doing got it um captain america and black widow 
and I think it is one other person, are actually going around the world trying to stop arms dealers from selling um, like those crazy um, weapons that we see in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, got it. What's yeah. the villain in Homecoming? Yeah, yeah. But, but they don't know that it's him dealing in it. So what they did was, well, Marvel did was, was that they, they had them hunting down these people within the comics with, so, you know, it's, you know, Captain America and Black Widow and um, I think it's Falcon actually are going around the world hunting down these arms dealers who are actually run by the baddie in Homecoming. But of course, if they had turned up in Homecoming, it would have just been a foregone yeah, conclusion. Exactly. Spider-Man wouldn't have had his own like hero tale. Yeah. So they kept oh, that's out of kind it. of cool. I can see that, that that works. So I think that's what they're doing at the moment. Obviously, Bucky Barnes is yes. still in Wakanda, um, and he seems to be final post-credit scene. Bucky Barnes chilling out in Wakanda. Yeah, he's obviously healing mentally because mm-hmm. he was he was brainwashed by Hydra mm-hmm. to become the that, Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier, and now he looked. He looked pretty normal. He was like... He looked healthy. His hair growing, his yeah. beard had grown a little bit. Now, is that a prelude to him becoming the next Captain America? See, now this is something I wanted to touch on as well, because I feel like they were going to link somehow into the Infinity War, or they were going to link into a character. My thought was, was that they were going to definitely have an Easter egg on the Winter Soldier, and they do say that in the movie, and that, oh, we've got another white boy to fix. Yes, um, when they bring back um, Everett Ross to yep. to help him out, um, so I was just like, "Ooh, Winter Soldier reference!" Yes, yeah. Um, and but they talked about him. You know, they showcased him quite a bit in this post credit scene and about how he's doing. And she says, "Come on, I've got more to show you, or something mm. more to teach you." Yeah. Well, he's probably going to become nice and powerful, basically, yeah. and good. As in, they'll get rid of the bad that's in him. He'll be good, and then Infinity Wars will come will come around, and obviously there's the uh, Iron Man thing because Bucky Barnes killed Iron Man's parents, mm-hmm. pretty so, brutally. Yeah, so that never got resolved. No, so I don't really know how they're going to play on this going into Infinity War. I think, I mean, you get. I, I mean, I took it two ways. Either it was just Marvel being like, well, we've got to have something at the end of the credits. Probably the easiest thing to do is Bucky Barnes to show that he's recovered. And that'll, set, and that'll set it up directly into Infinity War and we don't need to cover it. Makes sense. Or two, he's going to have a much more prominent role in the Marvel Universe. I think so. I think they're setting him up. So I think Chris Evans is going to leave. Mm-hmm. He's going to die. Thanos will kill Captain America. Yeah. I think that's going to happen. Um, Chris Evans has done a pretty decent shift in the mcu he's yeah. probably my favorite so i feel if he leaves now it's cool he did a he did a good shift and bucky barnes will become the new winter soldier ah uh, captain america see now i don't know about the deaths in um infinity war i think there's going to be some but you know in civil war i thought someone's definitely going to die in this someone massive is going to die in this film didn't happen didn't happen and so I'm kind of thinking the same thing with Infinity War. They don't really have any reason to kill off anybody, but I have no idea how the story's going to go. I actually have the Infinity Gauntlet comic book on the way to me now to read before okay. the Infinity War movie. I mean, Marvel are known for taking aspects from a lot of different comic books. You know, like I recently read The Death of Captain America. Um, Spoiler in the title. 
<laughs> I know, right? Well, it's, a, it's, it's actually a really good it's comic book. It's called The Death of Captain America. Yeah. I wonder what happens. Well, it's <laughs> well, it's. I think it covers off all of the events after the death of Captain America. Right. So at the beginning of the comic book, he's already dead. Um, Got it. And his death is actually within the Civil War comic books, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it just kind of covers off what happens with that. Okay, that's um, kind of cool. But, I mean... We'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what direction they go in with that kind of thing. Yeah, and the fact they're bringing Bucky Barnes into it in a prominent role, it seems. He yep. must have a bigger part to play. Yeah, so, I and mean... it's just a periphery superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, Scarlet Witch or something like that, which it's kind of disappointing to see them on the periphery, to bring them in. Mm, I think they might the go... Fold. So I was talking to my friend today about this, that um, they've just recently started shooting Miss Marvel. Um, we covered it in, yes. in, in our last podcast. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and I actually um, said that I thought she was going to be in, in, in one of the post-credit scenes for this, maybe referenced somehow, mm. because Tony Stark as Iron Man was the first Avenger. Yep. Well, not counting Captain America, who's technically the first yeah, Avenger right. because of date. But, you know, it all started with Iron Man. Well, the MCU certainly did. Yeah. Start with Iron Man. And so it kind of built from there, basically. The Avengers built out of that. Um, And I feel like a lot of the characters that are in the current Avengers squad have had their time in the sun. So we know Chris Hemsworth as Thor has actually, you know, his contracts are actually up after Infinity War. Yeah. Um, I think he should not be in anymore. So one. Because his character is tiring. So, to me. So, so there's that one. There is Captain America, who we already think may die in the yeah. Infinity War. Um, we've uh, got Black Widow in it as well, who it looks old in the trailers. And I think they're purposely making her look old. Oh, with, um, to prepare us for the... For, for the... Her, maybe her departure. Mm. We've got Hawkeye. We all know he's a family man. Um, we've got Falcon as well. He's kind of on the side. We've got Ant-Man. We've got Vision. I mean, even in the trailers, it looks like Vision kind of gets the shit kicked out of him and we don't know what happens with him. Yeah. We've then got the Guardians. So my thinking was, was that they've just started Miss Marvel and this is going to be phase three done and then phase four will start. Yes. I am thinking that Miss Marvel is now going to be the Tony Stark, the catalyst for the second lot of Avengers. She's going to lead the Avengers after Infinity War. Yeah. That would be awesome. So based on the comic books, um, well, based on the death of Captain America, which I read recently, there is a separation after Civil War. There are the people that believe in the Accords and the people that don't believe in the Accords. And the the leader of the person that doesn't believe in the Accords is Miss Marvel. So just to remind my brain... Hello. The people who believe in the Accords think that superheroes should be, like, registered. tagged and yeah. registered, basically. Well, not tagged. They're not animals. Like, well... They, yeah, they need to be kept under check. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, so... And that's Iron Man's in that camp. Iron Man's in that Captain camp. Captain America's not. Yeah. So Captain America believes that there's ever an issue in the world, he shouldn't have to answer to anybody to go try and fix it. Yes. Iron Man... And the American government and everybody else wants to keep all of these heroes in check to stop them from doing that, to stop international incidents from happening. You know, we obviously see in Civil War, Scarlet Witch ends up blowing up a tower block because she can't control her powers because there is no real control over the Avengers. Okay, so, question Hmm. for both of us. Yes. Which side of the fence do you sit on, okay? We're going to go three, two, one, 
And you're going to either say Captain America or you're going to say Iron Man. Okay. Right? Do you have an answer? Yes. Because I have an answer. I have an All answer. Right. Three, two, one. Captain, Captain America, America, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're in agreement. Yeah. On the accords. I mean, if we, I mean, damn, we probably should have talked about this before the podcast. No, just talk and about then, it now. And then just had like a little difference and then we could have argued about it, you know, <laughs> yeah. like started off our Actually, own yeah, teams. can we do that again? All right. Three, <laughs> two, two, one. Iron Man. <laughs> I, I switch as well. <laughs> damn, damn it. <laughs> um, yes. And so Miss Marvel leads the, the non-registered side. And so I'm thinking that she may continue this whole Avengers universe, but with a whole different crew. Right. You know, like there's the Guardians of the Galaxy who become a part of the Avengers and we're going to see them in Infinity War. really interesting. Yeah. So we know their connection to Thanos is pretty direct. You've got um, Gamora is literally Thanos' daughter, Mm -hmm. as well as Nebula, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Those two are great characters, by the way. I'm glad we're going to see them in Infinity War. Yeah. So they're going to, I assume, follow Thanos to Earth. Yeah. Because they want to, one, kill him, and two, Peter Quill is from Earth. I assume he has something to say about Thanos destroying Earth. Yeah. So I, they're going to come in, you know. They're the guardians of the freaking galaxy. Exactly. Man. Freaking galaxy. Yeah. So, so, at- so they're going to come, what, three quarters of the way through. Well, Thor greets them, doesn't he? So who the I, hell are you guys? So I have a, I, I actually have an idea of of a little bit of the timeline. I've kind of figured it out from the trailers. Um, so at the end of Ragnarok, we see Thanos' ship, and Thor and everybody else are on their ship. Uh huh. They, um, I don't know whether I should say this or not, because it was in the um, Infinity War trailer that was shown at Comic Con, and I've seen it. And I wasn't at Comic Con, but I saw a really shitty cam version of it. Oh. But I can tell you of one thing that pirate. Was... I know. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, but Just I can tell the internet on a podcast. There's <laughs> just people on computers like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can tell you of one thing that was in the trailer that will kind of justify my story, and I'm going to do it because it's not a massive thing. But anyway, you find Thor kind of like hurtling through space. And he smashes into the windscreen of the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. <laughs> There's a big like rocket joke about like trying to wipe him off the the, the front of the ship. Uh, it's quite good. funny. But yeah, I really wish you hadn't ruined that for me. Yeah, <laughs> hope you enjoy Infinity War. <laughs> well, you know the thing that annoys me the most is that I'm I have already had the the moment where the Guardians show up ruined by a trailer that should have just been not shown. On mm. anything at all, so that it's super epic when it happens in the film. It's like, there they are. Nah. It's, ev- it's, it's everyone's favourite. No, nah, it's not the way it works, man. You know, like, they have, like... They, they, have, to, they, have, to, they have to appeal to idiots. They have to drive people in with the yeah. trailer. Can you imagine, I, I like, if they didn't happens. include them? Like, people would be like, where's the Guardians of the Galaxy? How can yeah. you not show them? It's yeah. like, Marvel have to. It's, the, it's one of the draw cards. You can't win with trailers. Either... No. What, what trailer just came out the other day... I think it was maybe for Han Solo. Before the real trailer came out, the teaser trailer came out. Yes. It was a couple of days before. Well, it's about 30 seconds long. Yeah. And and everyone was saying, oh, you didn't even show this. You didn't show that. Yeah. It's called a teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it obviously did its job. You mm. guys are very teased. And I've seen some movie trailers recently, the movies that I'm not going to watch, <laughs> um, that pretty much showcase almost... 
the first half of a film because the story doesn't really happen until the second half, so the whole trailer covers off in very minute details all of the first half of a film. Uh-huh. And, so, and so for me, I'm like, well, you either do trailers like most people do it, which is really badly and shows off a lot of stuff, or you try and do it like you know Disney and Marvel have done and try and keep it on the low key. You know, keep the main things yeah. under wraps. Yeah. Then again, we don't have to watch trailers, so we can't really complain. Yeah. So anyway, back to my what I think is going to happen. Uh-huh. So obviously, Thor is hurtling through space. He meets up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He knows that Thanos is is going to be going to Earth. I don't yeah. know how, but I just know that he will know. And so, um, who does Thor have with him? Hulk. Who can they pretty much hurtle through space back to Earth to warn everybody else that Thanos is coming? Oh. Who do we see in a big hole in the ground looking up at Tony Stark, Doctor Strange in that, with no clothes on? Hulk. Well, Bruce Banner. Uh-huh. And then, straight after that, he's wearing clothes and Iron Man runs out of the same building... And that's when he sees Thanos' ship. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty strong theory. So I'm thinking that's maybe what's going to happen. Chris Hemsworth and is probably just going to be hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Peter Quill is going to be have to do some stuff on Earth because it makes sense because he's from Earth. He knows Earth. But I'm thinking the other characters are going to be kind of featured in space. I think they're going to be doing some space stuff. I don't know what space stuff they're going to be doing, but I think there's going to be something that they're going to need to do. Yeah, well, we've got two parts to Infinity War. Yeah. And it looks like a lot of part 1s on Earth. Yeah. But it can't that all of it can't be. It's got to go it's got to go epic. Yeah, well it has to. Yeah. I mean, like you've got to encompass like all of the just all of these different worlds that yeah. we've seen now. Um, so, I mean, part two, I think we'll introduce a whole lot more characters, but in between part two, we get all of the other films. Yes. Um, one of those being Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So from that, we actually see at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, we get hinted at Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, yep. Adam Warlock being one of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe. And in the comic books... In, well, at least in some of them, he actually joins the Avengers. Oh. Or, well, he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy, who are a part of the Avengers. Cool. Um, and so I think the third movie would cover him, um, and they would introduce him into Infinity War. Makes sense. The second one. And then, of course, we've got Brie Larson as Miss Marvel. Yep. She'll be covered as well. Then we've got Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, that's not, not too far away. That's this year, and it's after Infinity War, and we have had a trailer. The trailer was cool. I liked it. It was goofy. Again, I was meh about it. Yeah, but you're always like that. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I'm just going to be like, okay, I've seen that one. I don't need to see another one. Um, If I do see it, whoop de do. But I'll just go into the movie and and just be surprised, like I was with Black Panther. Yeah, fair enough. Um, And so we've got them as well. Um, We've also had, like, hints that Marvel is in negotiations with Fox to get the rights to the X-Men. I think they're pretty far along. Because so that would be Wolverine, all yeah. the X Men, Deadpool. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So um, can you tell me with your? I have zero comic book knowledge, but you seem to have some. Did Wolverine join the Avengers at any stage? Yeah. So he is on Captain America's <sighs> side. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, Wolverine plus the Avengers would be. Yeah. That'd so be my jam. Um, in the death of Captain America, which I just read, there's a whole part of the book dedicated to Wolverine and his relationship to Captain America. Ah, cool. Um, so that's the, read, So that's actually quite cool. The and worry I have, go on, is that 
Wolverine for me mm. is Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And Hugh Jacked Man has, I think, <laughs> strung up his Wolverine boots. Yeah. He's no longer going to play it. Mm. So that will be a task, is to recast Logan. Yeah. Which I think is really, really hard to do. Because obviously we've had Hugh Jackman uh, yeah. for such a number of years, but let's let's face it though, we've had so many iterations of Wolverine. Like ninety percent of them have been shit. Not Hugh Jackman's fault, just down no, to directors he's and writers. Good. It's just the scripts were terrible. Yeah, and but you know, like the latest one that we got, the film called Logan, was that was fantastic, very good. Um, and it kind of redeemed the terrible ones. Yeah. X Men One and Two were yeah. great. Yeah. Um, three was the worst thing I've ever seen. And then... (laughs) Was three the one with the original Deadpool in it? Yes. Yeah. That was fucking atrocious. That was so bad. Yeah. It was not... So it was Brian Singer who did the first two, and then he left. He decided not to do three and do Superman Returns instead. Superman Returns wasn't even that good. And someone else came in for... It had Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh, now it's dude. even worse fucking kevin spacey is um so yeah x-men 3 i i don't know who stepped in but they weren't good no um so yeah. wolverine was was in there and that was terrible yeah and then the standalone wolverine films there's yeah. two of them so it's also them. not very good oh actually no no, no. no, no. x-men so- 3 wasn't the deadpool one the first standalone wolverine was the deadpool one and that's with his brother or something. And at well, the start his brother's they... saber tooth. Yeah, and they go through the ages of them going through all those wars. Yeah. When that opened, I was like, this is really cool. Oh, that I liked the storyline in that one. That one wasn't too bad. Are we sure there was a Wolverine film? Yes, it was Wolverine. Oh, God. Yeah. Because because for me, the most important Wolverine films have been the one where he's um, based in Japan, you know, at the very start. That's the second standalone Wolverine film. Yeah. And, I've only seen and that then, once and it wasn't memorable at all. I enjoyed it as, as a, I think they took more of an R rating view of, of, of Wolverine oh, yeah. finally and, yeah. and did that. And then after that was Logan. Um, so, I mean, those two films by themselves, for me, were like like the, the, the highlight of Wolverine. But as he's been so far, pretty no. pretty yeah. shit, but not Hugh Jackman's fault. Well, I guess it's about 50-50 for me. Yeah. He's been one and two, good, Logan, good, and the, the other three were bad. They had in mind, well, I mean, I don't think they had in mind, but like fans certainly had in mind that Tom Hardy should be um, Wolverine, you know, because oh, Tom yeah. Hardy is a very ugh, grump, grunty kind of guy you know if you've seen mad max you know he barely speaks a word he, I, could, he, I could see him taking up the mantle yeah being, being all right but the problem is is that he is now venom um in the <laughs> new venom film don't get me started on a venom film that doesn't have spider-man in it well apparently doesn't have spider-man in it like people are thinking is tom holland gonna have a cameo in it mm. to be honest I don't get but then if that's the case then that means venom's in the mcu yeah so, which means that he can't play Wolverine if they get the rights. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean he can't, but yeah, it would be weird if he played both. And just, I mean, this is probably like a chat for the next podcast where we cover off more news, but um, seeing the Venom trailer, it was just like taking any generic action trailer ever and 
putting that together with Tom Hardy screaming at the end. Yep. I was like, this is They were really bad. selling the fact that Tom Hardy's in the movie. Yes. That is yes. their selling point. Yeah. It yeah. looks like the script is bad. Yeah. It looks like the direction is bad. Yeah. But Tom Hardy's in it, guys. Come yeah. and watch. Yeah. Pay, he, pay the money. Yeah, and he's really good. You know, Chris Nolan you know trusts him. how good he is in The yeah. Revenant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which, I mean, just look at him in The Revenant. Like, that's a fucking Wolverine character. Like, bearded, long, kind of like scraggly hair it's and true. shit. American accent, yeah. grunting and stuff. Yeah. If, if he, if he, if he uh, replaced huge jacked man, then I would be okay with it. Yeah, well, I mean, like... He is a, also a huge jacked man. Yeah, yeah. Tom hardly an inch of fat on him can be pretty jacked when he needs to be and that's the end of the podcast <laughs> and i don't just mean this episode I, that's forever that's we go out on tom hardly an inch of fat on him actually i don't want to go out on that <laughs> keep uh, recording yeah um so of course there's that mantle which can be taken up but that's of course if marvel get the rights to it uh-huh we don't know about that um, so there's a lot of stuff to really look forward to within the Marvel Universe. Yes, um, so Black Panther, did we cover everything we want us to cover? I mean, for me, like... It's, do, you, do you have a rating? Do you have a rating out of 10? Yeah. We, we just saw it. What yeah. do you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to, to, to not like it. It's a Marvel film. They do them really well. I think it was maybe a tad too long. It was 2 hours and 15 minutes, probably one of the longer Marvel films yeah. that isn't one of the it Avengers films. to drag. There was a few scenes in it which I was kind of like, uh, you know, maybe not necessary. There was also the um, villain in the film became a little too villainous for no particular reason, as I touched on probably too much CGI in, in some yeah. points. Yeah. Um, but for me, I still really, really enjoyed it. I went into it as just a standard Marvel film, a standard Black Panther film. And I mean, one one of the standout things for me, which they showcased, was like the African culture, the clothing, the dancing, oh, the amazing. music, the the language. So cool, amazing! I think they did that so well. They got cool factor ten out of ten. Yeah, so this as film. a cool factor ten out of ten for a rating for me, I'd probably give it out of ten seven and a half. I was thinking seven and a half too. Yeah, it didn't didn't blow my mind. It was a good addition to the MCU build up a little bit more to infinity war in terms of global like things are happening happening all around the world in the mcu yeah it's everywhere and now thanos is going to come in but you you've got this whole world that he's got to take on yeah and so many there's so many powerful beings on earth right now yeah you've got 20 plus superheroes or whatever mm. and you've got this whole wakandan technology thing ready to fight him what it's, i think it's a good feeling going into infinity war what i think is going to be really interesting about the Infinity War movie is, and, and what I'd like to know is one: does Thanos know about all of these really powerful people? And two: we see a lot of Wakanda within the actual trailer we do. itself for Infinity War. There's obviously and, battles happening in Africa, and um, maybe there is an Infinity Stone in Wakanda. Maybe one fell to Earth as a part of the vibranium. Mm, maybe it was in the vibranium meteor. Who knows? But, I mean, those were just those unanswered questions. Um, all this and more. All this and more. I think uh, in our next podcast, we're going to be covering a lead-up to the Infinity War. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about our favorite Marvel films so far. We're coming to the end of the um, 
Phase 3 of Marvel. Yeah, and boy. going into Phase 4. So yeah. in our next podcast, we're going to talk about our top three Marvel films so far, why we liked them, and as I say, a bit of a lead-up to the Infinity War, which for me personally is probably my most anticipated film of this year. Ooh, yeah. I would say it is mine too. Yeah. We've got the Solo movie coming up, but... I'm looking forward to Infinity War more than that after The Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, um, we'll cover off the solo film in the next um, podcast anyway, do a bit more in-depth chat about it, because we do have some quite, you know, like we actually both seem to enjoy the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it more in the next episode, but yeah. Looks promising. Looks promising. Well, as always... Thank you so much for listening. Um, do go to our Twitter page at NZGG Podcasts and yep. follow us. Send us a tweet and let us know what you think of the show or any questions you have for us or any correction um, on horrible pronunciations we've made throughout the show. Or that, any that's co- on you. Yeah, mainly on me. Or <laughs> or any or any glaring mistakes I've made in terms of. You know, characters within the Marvel universe. I don't think there's enough characters in a tweet for that, but yep, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean tweet all of that. (laughs) But yeah, get in touch with us and let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a rating and a subscribe. As always, thanks so much for listening. My name is Regan. And mine is Tom. Goodbye. Bye.